She truly is the craziest person that's ever No, lived. that was the thing with when I was doing research, I was like this, I can't, like everything I read is more and more absurd. <laughs> it's like we invented a person. <laughs> 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 she started just living. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. oh my goodness. That might be the cold open for the episode. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna... Manic. Jumpscare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi, Hi. We're, we're Quinn, Quinn. and, we're, and Becca. we're Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where we talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and, and love for each other. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, beautiful yet again. Literally. Life changing every time. Love singing with you. Um, <laughs> so yes, we are back, everyone, yes. for our second deep dive. <gasps> so exciting. Because it's not the first, but it's the second. So yeah. look at that growth. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Exponentially, we learned, you could say. We learned so much from the last time we did this. Yeah. Um and as you may have guessed. We are talking about the one and only Julia Fox, Julia Fox. number yes. two on the stand list. Oh my God. So as we did last week or whenever that cold brew episode came <laughs> out, who's to say hands off. Um, we're going to catch up about sort of our first encounters with Julia mm-hmm. because she kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So I'm really curious to hear Quinn, how you first encountered Miss Fox and what you thought of her at the time, maybe also. Yeah, I feel like I'm very much kind of your regular Joe in that I had no idea what a Julia Fox was until her appearance on Call Her Daddy. Um, mm. I'm not a Call Her Daddy listener, but it was it was a pretty it, the meme crossed over, of course, where she's being interviewed, and when she says, "Well, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jams." Um, and she was so true for that. Literally. And I watched the video the first time and I was like, huh. (laughs) And then it had an intoxicating quality to it where I did become obsessed with the way in which she said uncut jams. It's such a specific, it's so specific. Yes. And it's just, it's something that's like innocuous enough where it's dumb it's like it's it's innocuous it's like it's like when you have a bad taste in your mouth but you kind of can't stop yourself from like wanting to taste it again if that makes sense like it's so Mm. innocuous that and you can't understand why it's funny but it is so funny yeah yeah and And that's why it i guess you change the world yes you cognitively understand why it's funny because she like said the word kind of funny, but you're like, okay, but what about that has a lasting impact (laughs) on my neurology? And so (laughs) that was a question I had to ask myself. Um, And so it had to be a couple of days after I saw the meme that I'm like, okay, so who is this woman? (laughs) I need to to know. Um, Great question. And I did not watch Uncut Gems. I did not watch any of her other film work, anything like that. I did, however, watch an Instagram live, I believe she had done that was mm. reposted on YouTube about how to do her signature eyeliner. Yeah. And at that point I was like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. She's done it. Yeah. This woman's a genius. <laughs> she has done it. I, 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 it's undeniable. She had an undeniable star quality to her. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of my, and then ever since then, I've just been really, she's been kind of, you know, then there was the whole Vanity Fair Oscars party and that launched a whole other thing, which I, I kind of love more than Uncut Gems because I believe the memes from that were even better um, mm-hmm. because she gave us mm-hmm. a lot of material to work with that night. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just obsessed with her. I Yeah, I truly 
I also like when I first became when I first fell in love with her, which mm-hmm. is what happened to me, I had no truly no idea to the extent which I would love her, which is so deeply. Yes, yeah. Like she has become way. one of my favorite people on earth. Oh, a thousand percent. I feel the and exact same way. Actually, Quinn, I think I'm gonna do something crazy right now. Something that has literally never been done before. But scary. I feel as though it is because I, I want to use my political power in the MB, MB, <laughs> MPJCU and I would like to override and actually put Julia Fox over cold brew on the stand list. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give you the right to veto. Oh, my God. It's just something That's that crazy. I, I honestly do think needs to be done. I so OK. So I have, I have a couple thoughts on this. So okay, okay. originally when we did the stand list episode, mm-hmm. I wanted there to be, I wanted there to be like this almost when, so when you start a game of basketball, there's what's called a jump ball and they uh-huh. throw the basketball up in the air and the sides kind of like vie for it. Yeah. Um, it happens in lacrosse too, actually. Yes. Per. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I wanted there to be a jump ball at the beginning of the stand list mm-hmm. in which Becca and I, cause I thought Becca and I were very syncopated and that we would both say Julia Fox was the first person on yeah. the stand list. And so I wanted there to just be a moment where we just went one, two, three, and then we both said Julia Fox. However, mm-hmm. I do not think in that moment and in that way, we were as syncopated with each other. <laughs> And I so, failed you basically. I failed you. I don't want to say I that. I will admit that. Because I don't want to say that at all. Okay. I'm putting words into my mouth. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, so I always imagined Julia being number one on the stand list. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like the stand list is non hierarchical in nature. I do agree with you. Like, but it's I not, do think. Like, I don't know what putting Julia at number one would do because. Then it gets into a territory of like, then we have to start to like, you know, is, you know, the corner of Oakland and Bates really then number 20? Is it behind 2000s pop music? Is it in front of it? And so I think that opens up a can of worms for us. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how about we say it's, it's floating around. Mm-hmm. the floor at the moment yes we're in we're currently in it's we're in filibuster about it <laughs> i'm filibustering filibuster. <laughs> the filibuster yeah yeah i'm filibustering um and it's something that we can continue to bring up but i i just had to make that i guess okay sure that was showmanship that uh i like julia more than cold brew now mm-hmm. so um yeah I would yeah. say I would say the same thing but I don't I just don't know if I want the whole I don't know if I want the list to be like a whole like hierarchy thing yeah okay I get that I get that well I guess I will <laughs> that really sets our listeners up to <laughs> be so excited to learn about Julia because it's really crazy mm-hmm. um but yeah I first encountered her because I did watch Uncut Gems work uncut gems and and I really I literally she is one of those people I just had I saw her and I was like let me google who that woman is because she's very beautiful to me Mm -hmm. and I've never seen her before so then I was like very aware of her after that um and then she started dating Kanye Mm -hmm. and I was like oh wow like I, I just saw her for who she was. And I was like, she is gonna, she is a mm. fame monster to some degree. Literally, yeah. And I respect that so much about her. Mm. She's an artist in that way. Um, so yeah, and everything she said since I've known her has only deepened my love for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She says the craziest things um, <laughs> and I store them on my phone. Like clips. they're completely normal too. Exactly. So... Yeah. yeah yeah and I'm I I think we're kind of adequately caught up because I'm like 
I'm like actually clamoring to get to the second part because <laughs> literally I, I do want to talk about the research project we did on Julia Fox in preparation exactly. for this podcast. Like it's crazy. Okay. So yeah. So that is our background on Julia Fox. We are going to throw to a little break and then we are going to be back to discuss the history of Julia Fox. Julia. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and we're back so as I said in the first block you know I I didn't know what Julia Fox was really what she was giving that she even existed before the whole uncut joms of it all Mm -hmm. and so in preparation for this podcast Becca and I like to do a good amount of research into our subjects see what's going on with them Mm -hmm. and I have to say researching miss fox only not not only made me love her more but so much affirmed her place on this list because it's like what you said becca it's like in the it's like it seems like she like shot out on the scene Mm -hmm. but i heard i once heard somebody say like oh it takes like so many years of hard work to become an overnight sensation and i do believe that is the case with julia because she has been around like doing things in the ether yeah but just not in like the most mainstream way and Mm -hmm. so i'm just completely fascinated by her life what she's doing so okay so to talk about her um upbringing first of all born in italy boom so iconic of her literally enough said so literally enough said um so she's born in italy she has an italian um mother and an american father so she moves to new york when at the age of six and kind of goes back and forth from italy at that point so literally living between two iconic locations yeah also this is a good time to mention that she yeah, she was born in Aquarius, which is the only she is correct the ultimate thing. Aquarian. She, <laughs> she is, is so the Aquarius. Ultimate Aquarian. Oh with, my god. Yeah, with a North Node in Aquarius and everything else in Capricorn, Moon in Taurus. But yeah, so she that works makes hard. So much sense. She's so weird. That's crazy. But yeah. No Aquarians yeah. are actually like. I have to revisit my ranking of solar signs because Aquarians are like amazing, unparalleled yeah. in the signs. Yeah, but I don't really know my, many of them personally because they're usually always so detached, I feel like, from... I feel like I've met more of them, I but like when you hear a celebrity, like SZA is another celebrity Aquarian who's just like... Wait, makes- I thought she was a Scorpio. No, I'm pretty sure she's an Aquarian. I have to look this Maybe up right now. Maybe she lied. SZA she does could, lie. Uh, SZA, SZA does lie quite a lot, actually. I know SZA is a Pisces moon. To a concerning degree. I'm pretty sure she is, like, exact. She has all of the same placement. She is a Scorpio. Because she <sighs> has all the same placements oh, so as Macy, basically. Her and <sighs> SZA. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but okay. Um, so I lied once again. I I cannot stop lying on the podcast. <laughs> you are such a little liar. Um, <laughs> Very Julia Fox of you. I cannot <laughs> stop spreading misinformation on the podcast. Um, and so yeah, but yeah, and then once she kind of gets to New York, there wasn't exactly. I couldn't find out exactly what her father did for a living. I gleaned that her father owned a boat. I think he, yeah, I feel like he was in business in some way. I think Mm -hmm. I read that. Um, No idea what her mommy did. Yeah, but it felt like the dad definitely lives on the boat. And the boat Mm. is like a big, is like almost another character in the story of her life. Yeah. But yeah, so she's not, it's also always refreshing to read about somebody who's like, Cause I feel like with like an overnight, like somebody who's like just smacks on the scene, you're like, oh, they have an incredible amount of wealth behind them. Yeah. But now 
she is actually somebody who like by all accounts like what did not grow up particularly like wealthy um her parents aren't in like the entertainment industry at all um Mm -hmm. and so yeah so she's not like a industry plant or anything like that um Mm -hmm. nepotism baby nothing like that but gourd but yeah so she basically just grows up being in new york city kind of Mm -hmm. like doing the whole socialite thing yeah she recently posted photos of her from high school (gasps) yes she was so slay yeah with the teenage dirt bag yep yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah i she definitely was smoking cigs at the age of like 14 oh oh a thousand and and for that i love her she went to the club for the first time at like 12 Yeah. yeah and that's okay some people have to do that yeah and her her childhood is just like crazy like Mm -hmm. so first of all (laughs) so one of the things I thought was very interesting was that for a time before she turned 18 by the way I'm pretty sure she did work as a dominatrix yeah that is Um, true yeah and so in an interview she did with the Hollywood Reporter she had this to say she said I had heard about another girl who was doing it and there was no sex and no nudity it was all role-playing and I was like I can do that I can act I can put on an outfit you know I did it and it was great I really credit it when people ask me oh have you ever acted before <laughs> resume <laughs> she literally, credit. oh my god she's literally like in like Hollywood castings and they're like so um can you tell us about your prior experience and she's like well I was actually a dominatrix um so I really um <laughs> I would do vocal viewpoints, get into that role. The whip. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she's taking a rubber band. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. um, And I do think it has something to, this prior experience did have something to do with her eventual role in Uncut Gems. mm, um, mm. Inserted the muse actually as that, that character. Yeah, because there was kind of, um, because it is during, you know, her time as like just a, someone who's around New York being like a personality kind of like a socialite that she mm-hmm. does attract the attention of yeah Jack Safdie mm-hmm. um, or Josh Safdie. I don't know. Or maybe I forget which one. But yeah, they, one of them. They literally they met in like a random cafe or something yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. like she is that person that someone like off the street yeah literally it's incredible Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah but she has done so something i was so surprised Mm -hmm. about was her work outside of acting oh yeah which is like so so like it seemed like she also did this also very young um like Mm -hmm. doing her photography can you talk about the gallery show did you look up what it looks like yes i did see some pictures i did see some pictures of it so okay so obviously we have to think that like julia fox i think something else that was interesting about julia is that she is older even though she seems like Mm -hmm. young she's a little bit not older even, but like just older she's than we're 30s. used to like celebrities being, especially celebrities when they break out. So like she's yeah. 32, 33, 34, I want to say somewhere in that mm-hmm. um, area. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so a little bit older than like, you know, like Sydney Sweeney when she broke out or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so obviously she had like a life kind of before this and it wasn't always like trying to be an actress and break through like that. Mm-hmm. She's a very legit visual artist. So as Becca um, kind of indicated, she has self-published two books of photography. Mm-hmm. She posed nude in the last issue of Playboy. Um, or the last nude issue of Playboy, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then, or I don't know if this came before or after Playboy, but this is the most interesting thing. Um, mm-hmm. She created a gallery show called R.I.P. Julia Fox where she explored her experience in sex work, domestic violence and trauma and colored some of the pictures with her own blood. It's literally so slay. Literally, yeah. And so I I wrote in the outline, <laughs> MGK and Megan Fox want to be here so bad. 
but and they I, will never yeah <laughs> um yeah so I it, it's very interesting and I I did see I did see pictures from the um yeah I just looked them up somewhere um not on this one but um I'm looking at this weird I don't know what that site is it's somehow connected the, the article I read about the um the gallery on is like somehow connected to the website you porn and so it's very like uh, porn focused uh, um oh yeah yeah and so it has like I think from her playboy shoot but she also mm-hmm. does photograph herself nude a lot as well but yeah so she took a lot of she also um I think probably prior to this gallery opening she has a she has experience an overdose as well oh yeah she um yeah she has overdosed and she survived that uh very fortunately um Mm, good and so yeah a lot of that experience she kind of explored in R.I.P. Julia Fox and it wasn't just like you know I mean obviously it's not just (laughs) uh like whoever doing something like Mm -hmm. it was like actually a legit like art show and gallery exhibition that she was able to open which is really cool um And obviously she was experimenting with some different mediums. Um, and so, yeah, she it's, it's really interesting. She just has this whole like cool, complex life before mm-hmm. like the general public kind of starts to learn who she is a little bit more. Yeah, so interesting. Mm-hmm. I love the quote you pulled from her, mm-hmm. which is, I always knew there was more for me. I just didn't know if I could access it. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Which is like, I feel like many artists think like that. And like, she Mm -hmm. literally, she did it. Yeah. I, I, I think that's one of the reasons I found her so inspiring is because, and obviously I only see it after it's all been done, but it seems like she wasn't afraid to just try things. Yeah. And to just say, okay, well, I'm into like photography right now. Let me self-publish books of photography. Mm -hmm. um I have all these experiences that I want to do something like creative with oh what if I made like a gallery show like like doing just all this different stuff because Mm -hmm. she obviously is a creative has a creative energy about her and realized the best way to open doors for that creativity is to just create and make shit yeah yep yeah yeah she opened her it's a lot of the stuff I'm going through with like I'm kind of parsing out with like the artist way it's like it feels like Julia Fox like really used this time of her life to like open herself up to Mm -hmm. what is going on with her now yeah and there's something super inspiring about all that literally this is she's she's so inspiring yeah she's like a treasure trove of like quotes like if you can see past like the goofy like woo-woo-ness of it all especially like the early stuff like mm-hmm. she was dropping some like crazy some knowledge trip. she also yeah. had what was the clothing line called oh um I forget but she made it with a friend that was a yes. whole thing also like being a fashion designer oh yeah and she had a pretty she had a very successful brand as a fashion designer Franzica um, Fox yeah Franzica Fox so yeah. yeah so she did this whole um she did a fashion line with her friend who's now one of her like top stylists and all that kind of stuff um and who now yeah. kind of has fame in her own right and stuff and like mm-hmm. I saw Kylie Jenner like did one of their campaigns um mm-hmm. there were all these different celebrities wearing their stuff and so she's found success in like multiple different arenas yeah yeah she really just did try everything. And mm-hmm. I love that. I, people, I feel like the whole, every time you're going, every time, not, okay. The whole time you're going mm-hmm. up and like school and even college is very like, once you do this class, once you get this degree, you can be this. Yes. And it's like, why can't I do every single thing that I want to do? I want to do. do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... Which is what I actually did like about our theater program, even though it's not like you got to try every 
thing that you wanted to because you didn't have to have like a focus. That's how I felt at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which was good. There are obviously downsides to that. But anyway, we won't mm-hmm. talk about that now. Yeah. Um, one thing I couldn't did Julia go to college? I don't think so. I did not. I feel like I would have okay. come across that at some point. Yeah, I don't think so. I think she just graduated high school and started literally just boom, 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 doing stuff. Doing whatever. Walk on to that. Yeah. Yeah. She also, so, or maybe I'll get to that later, but I will also say that she has copied us in that she also does have a podcast. I never knew this. Yeah, she has a podcast called Forbidden Fruit that she hosts. Wow. And I listened to an episode of it where they like literally just talked about her the whole time. <laughs> cause because it was right, it was right after her oh and God. Kanye broke up. Okay. Wow. And that's that's kind of the other thing where I think her performance of celebrity is so interesting. Truly. Because there are people who do things to agitate. Mm-hmm. Because I think most people are famous, or not most people, but a lot of people are famous. I'd say like Nikita Dragon randomly mm-hmm. is the most is the most prominent example of this. People who are famous because they have figured out how to make people mad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tr- like Trisha. Trisha Paytas. Like another <laughs> one. Um, yeah. Sometimes Trisha, I can't tell if it's if it's intentional or not. Yeah, Nikita, we don't know. Nikita, it definitely is like there's something cynical and sinister about her. Yeah. Calculated. Um, yeah, it's very calculated <laughs> about her. I don't know if I think Trisha has moments of calculation, but I also think there are some aspects of her that <laughs> are just there's so much to factor in there's there. So yeah. much to, there's so much there's so much. Yeah. And so <laughs> But Julia, I respect that she does things to instigate and owns up to it. <laughs> like, Do you have a specific? Well, she said, she said, um, one of the interviews I was reading, she said that the, that her relationship with Kanye West was mostly like just a publicity, like she admitted it was a yeah. publicity stunt. She's like, yeah. yeah, we were in the middle of a pandemic. I just want to give people something to talk about. <laughs> She's so fucking for real for that no she she's like be for real and she was be real be real (laughs) she's like she's not like there's not much more to it than that I mean it sounds like she did like enjoy her experience and she had you know a certain level of love for Kanye or whatever but like um she was also like yeah I kind of that was part of it as well yeah and I respect that so much I know, yeah. Because it's like, if it's one thing we love, it's honesty. Yeah, and it's like it, it's just a, it's just you can't like you couldn't you can't walk out looking the way that like her and Kanye did together and not expect people like expect people to treat you like any other couple. Yeah. Like I think she, I think she understands that it always looked calculated, and so why not just be like, yeah, it was calculated. Yeah. Like, why like, try what's to hide so wrong it about it? Yeah, bit. exactly. No, she she definitely has like a great like framework and mm-hmm. like view of reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is like something that especially celebrities struggle with. And she doesn't seem bitter at all. No, she seems happy. Have you ever seen that video of her, of the the paparazzi, like, trying to get a photo of her, but she's with her son, and she's like, can I give you my number, and we'll reschedule? Like, I just want to take my, get my son in the car. And, like, she's being so nice with the paparazzi, and, like, she gives this guy her number. She's like, we'll do it another time. I'll put on an outfit, and, like, he'll get your photos, but I just, like, have to take my son home right now. And it's like, she's so for real for that. Literally. Like she's so real. No, I think like yeah, I think wow. she has. I think she's smart. She's like cracked the code a little bit and that she's willing to play the game a little bit. Yeah, she is. She's willing to play the game like she's she's willing to play with like an open hand a little bit. And Yeah. Yeah, and cuz I was like when I read about her life, I was like, "Oh, this like, you know, she's had all these like it seems like she's not had like the easiest most charmed life ever." Yeah. But and th- there's never it never felt cynical at all. 
Yeah, no. And that's something also I really, like, looking at her, she could be the world's biggest supervillain, but she chooses not to be. Oh, a thousand percent. I think it's interesting because she kind of presents herself as a supervillain. Like, her fashion is very supervillain-esque. Yeah. Like, Um, she's towing that line. But she's also just, like, so joyful. Like, the Vanity Fair party, a great a great example she's literally wearing a dress that is choking her like the design of the dress is like this like choking her yeah and she's has like this deep black like charcoal smeared on her eyes and she like Mm -hmm. she's yeah yeah. she's very much this with the camera but then Mm -hmm. she's talking and she's just like the sweetest person ever literally and it's like, this is so interesting. Yeah, proving again, you you don't have to be just one thing. Yeah, literally. You can quite literally be everything mm-hmm. all at once. Everything everywhere all at once, yeah. Yeah, and be perfect. You can be Michelle Yeoh, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, also her fashion. <sighs> it's it's so, it is so futuristic. It will be cited I love future, it. I, I love mystery. her fat. And like, okay, obviously. So I think I'm, I'm glad we're starting to have the conversation of like, is this fashion, is this stylish or is the person just skinny? <laughs> it's a great point to bring up. <laughs> and similarly to how, so, and there are a lot of people like Dua Lipa. Yeah. I think most of the time she's just skinny. <laughs> That's fair. Like, but Julia Fox, I would say, like, is doing cool stuff with fashion, like, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I find her embracing of, like, fetish wear and, like, PVC, all this stuff kind of mm-hmm. kind of um, associated with sex and, like, sexual acts and fetish and all that kind of stuff. I find it so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's because I already really love that stuff as like fashion statements. And she's kind of like going out in public to like fashion events being like, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, I'm going to wear, you know, a full PVC thing, you know? Yeah. Like no, there's like- this thing on her Instagram. She was wearing like this yellow, like mini dress thing that like literally wrapped all the way around her head and it laced in the middle with like black laces um and was just like open and her head was coming through like the lacing and then she was wearing like black thigh highs with it it was so like cool and avant-garde and I was just like oh no yeah she definitely has an appreciation for like clothes and fashion as as true art Mm, like she's just an artist through and through yeah she's just an artist like it's 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 crazy performance like we definitely Mm -hmm. need to talk about her I don't know. I feel like also Judith Butler would have one thing or two to say about <laughs> Miss Julia. Judith Butler is writing her next book on Julia Fox. I have that. I have that I'm on ready. Word. Um, oh my god! Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if it's like. Yeah, it's crazy. So my friend, my friend showed me a picture of Julia Fox that unfortunately I can't save because I still don't have a phone. Mm. Um, but she's wearing a shirt that said "canceled adjacent." <laughs> Oh, I saved that. Wait, I'll show you right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't even worry. No, I literally screenshotted it because I was like, this is so true. This is so true. She's wearing her eyeliner. Mm -hmm. There's just something about her. Please. That's magical. Yeah. Okay, just trust me there. Yeah, I know what the shirt looks like. Oh my god. (laughs) So scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's just intoxicating. Yeah, she's just a genius. Um Yeah. But then there is also, like, she's so, like, like, she's so, like, when you read about her, you find so many little interesting little tidbits. So one thing that was funny is, like, actually, the only time I have ever seen her kind of do something a little bit more cynical is she posted a Daily Mail article after her and Kanye had broken up. Where mm-hmm. it's like it, it had like pictures of her walking through like an airport and it was like a tearful Julia Fox roams through an airport. <laughs> and she was posting something on her Instagram story being like, uh, Daily Mail, this is all lies. Like, 
I'm okay. Everybody's doing okay. And she literally just drops that she hasn't cried since 1997. <laughs> I just, I like <laughs> which is the year my 25 year old brother was born oh my god <laughs> <laughs> she claims she hasn't cried in 25 years <laughs> it's crazy and then she immediately retracted it <laughs> she said she admitted she cried on february 6 2022 um on the anniversary <laughs> on the birthday of uh, a friend of hers who had died oh my god mark this day literally and so like <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Literally. And so like, there's just crazy stuff like that. Um, also something I found out through listening to the podcast is she used to have an, an ex's, a tattoo of her ex's name on her vagina. I wonder so many things about this. <laughs> I like, wonder I so like, many things. They kept saying on her vagina and I was like, okay, so. And also used to. Yeah, they got so it removed. Like, yeah, she got it removed. That's even crazier in a way. Because, <laughs> like... She had two tattoos of business? his name on her body. Really? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is crazy. Was it her ex-husband? No, it was not she her has been married before. Okay. No, it was not her ex-husband. Um, it was not Valentino's father. It was... Yeah. I forget, she talks... She says his name in the podcast... I forget though. That's so interesting though. He's not like famous at all. Okay. Well, yeah. He's mm. just some guy she knew, but um, yeah. And felt so strongly about she got a little tattoo on her vagina. From my understanding, when I hear, like, I think it is, like, I think they do, like, and I'm sorry, but they like pull the lip and then they like write on the lip of it. That is actually insane. But like if if I'm already there and I have that tattoo there, I'm just gonna let that be. Yeah. I'm gonna let that be no matter what it's like. Says. What are you putting your body through at that point? Yeah, exactly. To laser it off. Or maybe it's just like, okay, well, I already literally let somebody put a hot poker and ink on this. So like why not? <laughs> How much more damage can I do to my labia? <laughs> um, I must ask myself. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, crazy. Wow, wow, crazy stuff. And then also, um, <laughs> another thing I think about Julia is that she's always been a hustler. Yeah, like I think she's always found ways to support herself, and a lot of that comes from the fact that she hasn't come from like the most well-off circles and obviously she was living in like one of the famously most expensive places to live um Mm -hmm. and doing like expensive things and so it seems like she found a bunch of ways to kind of sustain herself and Mm -hmm. so one thing that I enjoyed is in one interview she said um she used to buy drugs from like a housing project she lived near and she would sell them to the rich kids she like ran in circles with yeah and it's something I've always thought about doing (laughs) (laughs) and i'm so glad she did it it's an economic model i have thought about um it's a business (laughs) model um yeah she's just uh she's a genius she's just a genius um and usually so like usually i don't know we can bring up pretty privilege and stuff mm -hmm. in this case i think that she just i don't know if i can even call it pretty privilege or she used her beauty and her people's obsession then with her mm-hmm. to the the best ways that she could yeah, like she really even, did the work like I don't even know if yeah it's interesting to think about how her like beauty plays into all of it I wouldn't even mm-hmm. say I would say more than pretty privilege I think she's I think she's somebody who is not afraid of her sexuality. I was actually just thinking about this today, not in the con- mm. not in the context of Julia Fox, but there's a difference mm-hmm. between being sexualized and having a sexuality. Mm. And I would say in her own representation of herself, she's never sexualized. Mm-hmm. But she does have like a clear sexuality. Yeah. And I think she's I think she is willing to do that in a way where like 
a lot of other like that explains the fashion that explains you know mm-hmm. posing for playboy that explains you know some of the photos from her photography um yeah she's willing to do some things because i think she's never really had like a solid like goal and so she's less afraid to be like she doesn't think it in the way of like oh if i pose nude for playboy then i'm not going to be able to be in yada 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 it's like no mm-hmm. she she posed for playboy and then she was in an a24 film um yep. and you know she's she is working on a bunch of stuff right now and she has a blossoming career and she mm-hmm. shows you kind of can have it all if you're just kind of authentic yeah because she's just kind of doing what she wants to do it's true and if you're just like okay well that that's just like a part of what i did then if people were really invested in you they'll just be like okay work <laughs> you know okay per and it's yeah true. literally yeah and then there's oh. so I guess people really started to become aware of her when she was in uncut gems which mm-hmm. I did mean to watch in preparation for this but I don't know guys movies are hard for me <laughs> it's long too really yeah, yeah. I read that as well and so <laughs> really yeah what about yeah. that <laughs> um, oh and also like when you read about the people who were up against her for like the uncut gems mm-hmm. like apparently like Jennifer Lawrence was up to play that role mm-hmm. I forget what the other like big name was but she she basically she was talking about it in the interview and she's like yeah they really wanted a big name to like be in the movie yeah she boom relatively unknown to the public she ate that they liked her so much that they were like yeah and i hear her performance is very good yeah she was great in it Mm -hmm. so there you go yeah and so yeah that's kind of what we all found what we found out why was do we know why she was on call her daddy was there a specific thing she was like promoing then or was it just like i don't know if it was a specific thing well, was it while she was still dating Kanye or was it like right after That's they broke what I, up? I think it might have been right after they broke up. So maybe it was just like a Maybe it was literally just thing. that. Yeah, could be. Yeah. This is Alex Cooper. She's on the beat. Something about Alex Cooper. Fingers the pulse. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I think about often, this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but I think about often how like the call her daddy thing will go down as like one of the most significant things to happen in media in like this era. Mass communication classes are, that's going to be in the one-on-one babe. Literally. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that was like such a significant event we all lived through and like didn't really realize at the time because much like, much like the uncut jobs, it feels kind of frivolous Mm -hmm. and weird. Yeah. But the fact that Miss girl was able to like take that and not only like, save her show and her brand mm-hmm. but also then literally spin a hundred million dollar spotify deal off of it yeah crazy i just can't wait for and becca th- and i do the exact same thing i know in four weeks time. together <laughs> <laughs> do, do. and then hopefully we'll get to talk to anna delvey <laughs> no and anna delvey was also on julia fox's podcast i'm like why <laughs> I'm like, why is this woman calling in from literal prison? Like, that could have made me pass out right then and there. <laughs> that is so funny. Julian Fox and Anna Delvey talked. They are in conversation. Yeah. Like on the internet. And you can go listen to it for free. I'm definitely going to go with a Spotify do that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen for free. If you pay. <laughs> you can listen for free, but only if you pay first. Pay. Um, so think about that. And so, yeah. Consider so that. just something to consider. Wow. Wow. But yeah. yeah, yeah, we're obsessed. That's, that's what Julia Fox is up to. She's shooting many mm-hmm. movies. Um, she, of course, also has little Valentino, her child. Yes, I was gonna say a mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she which seems is to be a good crazy one to think about. Yeah, yeah, little Mister so. Valentino. So cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing she was she was talking about. Um, in the podcast is like she's like yeah i don't have nannies or anything she just does it herself yeah she's like i'm with him a lot or like i'll have people like my family helps me Mm -hmm. and like or baby like she'll have babysitters but she doesn't have somebody like that like kind of lives in with her or like you know is there every day like helping her Mm -hmm. 
Man, I really want a house tour from her. I want to see what her room looks like. Oh my God. Well, her bedroom. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, guys, oh big God. things in the works. Right big now, just works. ideas, just, just ideas. a word doc. Literally. But you never know. But you yeah. never know what could happen. Um, <laughs> if you want the next step, literally share this podcast with everybody you know and make yeah. us famous, please. Especially um, your any people you know at Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really helpful. Or HBO. Um, yeah, we would yeah. accept either. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Maybe even Showtime, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So, have we adequately kind of covered Julia it? Fox and given her so. career a good? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, we're going to throw to a little break and then we'll be back to do our little segments. <gasps> oh my god i can't believe that just happened ow <laughs> all right so <laughs> it's time to do our weekly segments this mm-hmm. time a little more focused on the topic at hand so mm-hmm. we're going to start with jump scares of maybe something that scared us about julia mm-hmm. involving julia somehow related to julia something that we find negative. This might be hard to do because we're such positive people all the time. But Quinn, I will ask you if anything possibly did scare you. This is just intuitively what came to my mind at first. And it's not sure. necessarily a negative thing, but there's this one picture of Julia where she had bleached eyebrows for a little while, which Becca and I are big fans of. Yes. And she was doing the whole like pencil thin thing, which was good that she had bleached eyebrows because then she could just draw them on top because she didn't mm-hmm. have to like over tweeze or anything. Yeah. But there's this one like kind of terrifying photo of her <laughs> that she posted on her Instagram where she like has her hands on her hips and she's like, <gasps> whoa, staring hard. Yes. And it's, it's like, you're getting like scolded by her almost. Ooh. That is a little spooky. And it is just scary when you first look at it. It's, it's funny, <laughs> but it's simultaneously kind of like terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she is someone who has the power to do that so easily. Yeah. So that makes a lot of and sense. And she also has like such blue eyes that she can like stare into your soul a little bit. I know. And I thought that was interesting because don't all Italians like have brown eyes? I thought that was just like a rule. I don't know. know. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess that's my bad. I don't. Right. I don't know. I don't know what Italian phenotypes look like. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah, Becca. What is something spooky. that scares you about Julia Fox? Um, mm. Or maybe the reaction to Julia Fox? Or mm. you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so I will tell a little bit of a story time that I've, I actually have not told you yet. Oh my god! Um, but it was it was soon after I discovered Julia uh-huh. that actually um, I had I was like thinking about her and I was like I wonder what she's gonna do next and then I was like I did take I was high mm-hmm. at this moment and I I was like actually now that I think about it. Julia looks a lot like my one cousin. Ryan. And then I would. <laughs> oh, I wish. No. <laughs> Other side of the family. And I was like, I wonder if I am somehow related to Julia Fox. Or at least my cousin is. So I did. I was really high. And I was digging deep into my family. <laughs> Instead of looking at her family tree, which probably would have been easier, I was looking at my family tree, <laughs> trying to find the word fox. And I did that and then I till I fell asleep. <laughs> and I never I still don't know to this day. But I did, like, did convince myself. <laughs> no, I just forgot about it, I think. Well, long lost relatives is not anything new to the mpj cinematic universe 
<laughs> it's um, entirely possible. Which you guys don't know about yet, but Becca and I yeah. very much do. Um, and so, entirely possible. Yeah. Um, more on that later. <laughs> Stay always. tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Watch the space. Um, <laughs> I also yeah. do. I don't know if it's just because we have dark hair and blue eyes. Well, you don't have you don't have super dark hair now or naturally. It feels like, mm-hmm. but I do have very foxy and features and that I have very dark hair or not yeah dark but like actually it's pretty dark because like even now in like the middle of the summer it's still pretty dark yeah I Um, mean and I do and I do have blue eyes yeah no so I do I do feel like her a lot and my one cousin does actually really look like Julia like they have similar features I also think that I'm pretty sure that Julia is Jewish and it's my Jewish cousin. So I was like, okay. that definitely has to be, that's a lead. That feels mm-hmm. like a lead. A lead. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. thought, yeah, but now I'm scared because I don't, I don't know if it's true that I'm related to her, but I do hope and wish. I can, I can, I could want nothing more for a person than to be related to Julia Fox. Literally her little son is ugh, so lucky. <laughs> Mr. I wish my mom was Julia Fox. <laughs> Yeah. I'm obsessed with naming your child Valentino as well. Yeah, I might just do it for fun. <laughs> Call them Valentino. Tino. <laughs> I think there's a celebrity child whose name I do really enjoy. Or no, celebrity names, I think. I think I was thinking about Kit Connor, and I was like, Kit's such a good name. I like the name Kit. Yeah, I like that name. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, now that we've gotten the scary out of the way, the yes. fearful... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the frightened um let's talk about our manic pixie moment with julia fox anything i mean there there are so many options here because there's so much about julia that is so manic pixie mm-hmm. but i'll throw it over to you quinn to describe a sleigh of julia's or anything you really associate most positively with her mm-hmm. i think I think really just the entirety of, I know I've brought it up a lot, but the Vanity Fair Oscars party, mm. the Vanity Fair's Oscars after party, and they talk about it on the, um, they talk about it on the podcast I keep referring to. Um, I just think everything about Julia that night was so artful. The the mm-hmm. look, the makeup, um, her being so incredibly high. yeah bloodshot eyes literally and and I remember there was a tweet it was like I can relate to Julia Fox because she's just a girl being high in public which I am a lot <laughs> like <laughs> somebody tweeted that and I was like undeniable actually yeah I cannot argue she was this. giving very much you and me at the Morplica <laughs> party yeah literally yeah and all the she photos was, yeah literally she was it was very much that like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I forget who I forget which came first but it was very much that kind of situation mm-hmm. um but there's yeah and also when she was being interviewed and of course she has the moment of um well it just kind of started as you know something and now it's just my first book like it started as my memoir and now it's just my first book my first book and yeah. I haven't finished it yet but it is a masterpiece <laughs> okay and it's like, no it's after and, and after like and after like reading about her I'm like oh she does believe that genuinely and she is and right. honestly I believe it and she is right and I'm <laughs> yeah and I'm, 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 I'm buying into it I also love the part where they're like they're like oh you did your makeup yourself and she just goes yes <laughs> like so like so sweetly and innocently while she's dressed as like goth Loch Ness monster like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she's like so adorable yeah yes. like she's so cutesy about it <laughs> cutesy oh cutesy little ladybug literally um yeah. so yeah the Vanity Fair Oscars party I'm obsessed with everything about it um mm-hmm. and Julia Fox's performance that night um but yeah, Rebecca, what is your manic pixie moment when it comes to Ms. Fox? Yeah. Okay. So again, there's so much to choose from, but mm-hmm. I think I am going to mention one look, which we, I don't think we specifically mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And that is her denim on denim on denim bag. 
that is just a pair of jeans her bag was uh-huh um i think it's something with also denim boots and it's something that i've always really respected when denim on denim can be pulled off well uh-huh. do you know what i'm citing yeah let me well, drag and drop also there's many I, denim on denim looks from her. Yes, I do understand. I know when she did denim on denim with Kanye and it was cool because it was textured. Like she mm-hmm. she had a lot of different textures going on. Yeah. I'm not sure if I understand specifically what this one is. It's the one where she made the Instagram tutorial also where she cut jeans and created this look. I wonder if I can drop it in the chat if that will work. Um, maybe not. Um, she cut je- the top of her jeans off and flipped it upside down to make a top that is three inches tall. And then she has a bag that is just also a pair of jeans. Oh, I am seeing it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when I saw that, I, I also was like, okay, everything low rise I hate this again it's just art it's artwork and she is a true creative she she also has a crazy body for low rise literally like her Her... proportions are like perfect for low rise yeah literally it's because the way her like the way her hips jut it like the way her like waist has that natural like hourglass no yeah she truly is so beautiful yeah She's a perfect body. And like not the malnourished way either. Because sometimes you see people and you're like, oh, they're like unhealthy. No, No, she also looks strong, which is something I like about her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just it seems like her body is just like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. I definitely also do I need a house tour from her and a what I eat in a day. I'd be fascinated to know what she consumes. She was she was talking, she was talking about that on this podcast again. Cause oh, good. she was talking about how she lost a bunch of weight and how people were like concerned about her. And she was like, she was like, it's literally just cause I'm so busy, but she's oh, like, wow. and she was talking about how she's like, she's like, yeah, I feel like I'm eating like more than ever. Wow. Which now that I do say it does sound like people trying, like does sound like could be construed as like somebody who has an eating disorder being like, Oh no guys, I'm fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Again, I, I do believe her. her I trust. I, <laughs> yeah, it's <I believe, laughs> just innate. I believe women, especially when that woman is Julia Fox. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. If she started so, a cult, like I. <laughs> unfortunately, I, I would, I would I buy could, into that. Yeah, I can see myself <laughs> being like a, a. A foxy. Yeah, a foxy. You know, keeping a yeah. foxy. Wah, wah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So. All in all. Beck and I love Julia Fox. We love her so much. This little episode has only brought us closer to her. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia, I hope you hear this. Uh, Julia, I hope you're listening so hard. We'll and tag you in this. She is someone. <laughs> she is someone who I feel like would like like us. I think so. Like I think she'd like our vibe. Julia, because like I know like HRH would hate us. Yeah. But Julia. She'd just be like, oh, yeah. Aww. Wait, also... Like, you guys are so sweet, I think she would say. Yeah. <laughs> there was also... Um, she's like, I love your vibe. Um, <laughs> there was also the night... I don't know what event it was at, but when she was with Rina Sawayama and she did, like, the super low rise where, like, tattoo of her boyfriend's name was almost out. Mm-hmm. Um, was... D- was it like a meme that she was dressed as a centaur or was that real? Wait, I think that, wait, it was at a, it was the most recent, it was a fashion show recently that she was at. She was with Rena. she was photographed with Rena Sawayama, another person, and then the person she ran Francisca Fox with, who's her stylist. Yeah. It was a, it was a meme. Okay, Someone yeah. took a a photo and edited the last the the horse body onto it <laughs> yeah if she stepped out as a centaur it wouldn't even be surprising to me no literally but I, she I, was serving horse feet in the 
literally in that outfit. I asked this question this weekend, but would you rather be a centaur or a mermaid? I must know. Do you want to guess on three? Wait. Yeah. I'll guess you. And you mm-hmm. guess me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Centaur? Mermaid. Mm-hmm. You were You're right. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Exactly, okay. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Why? Why do I think you would want to be a mermaid, or why do I want no. to be a centaur? Why do you want to be a centaur? I don't know. It I think seems... it's obvious why I want to be a mermaid. <laughs> I don't know. Being a centaur seems kind of cool. Like, it's I think so I do have. I do have. Yeah, Sagittarius. Obviously, yeah. I also have the um, horse kind of thing in my background Mm -hmm. um yeah I just think it would be kind of (laughs) cool I think it would be and you could still like have like the whole life on land and stuff which I enjoy but maybe I'm not opening myself up enough to life in the ocean I mean you've Um, never been there you've never been down there so you've never been to heaven exactly um (laughs) and so a a lot of people haven't been to the ocean (laughs) And that's so not my the, fault. There's so much <laughs> in the ocean we don't know about. The other thing. Like mermaids it's know true. so much. Mermaids yeah. know more than centaurs, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would be fi- I would be happy to, you know, give the information I do know to humans so they can write mm-hmm. little books about it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but what if it's like Harry Potter centaur and mermaids where both of them are like extremely like ugly creatures? Oh, <laughs> uh, what a bummer. Yeah. I guess I would still do it though yeah i used to want to be a mermaid so bad or it's like reverse mermaid where it's head of a fish and legs of a human human and then like reverse centaur where you kind of look like bojack horseman i guess (laughs) ew both of those are really upsetting i guess that's the reverse of a centaur (laughs) um but yeah okay wow well that's where our conversation on julia fox (laughs) went. yeah yeah. (laughs) so quick so another stainless deep dive done julia where can whoa maybe i am maybe i am related to her oh my gosh <laughs> not not on camera not on candy camera <laughs> on candy camera on outdoors uh, internet wow wow when calling okay. me the wrong name <laughs> i almost did call you julia i almost said julia called me the wrong name <laughs> um, intentionally or unintentionally by accident see you understand it's just but I stopped myself. <laughs> I okay. called you Quinn. I'm a fire sign. It's not in my nature to think before I speak. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I have to like try at yeah. actively. Um, You're getting better. Okay. You're getting better. Becca. Yeah. <laughs> where can people keep up with you individually? They can follow me on Instagram at Julia Fox on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) JK, JK on Instagram at Becca Hobart, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Beck's Gloss and TikTok where y'all going during World War Three. And they can also find me doing Julia Fox's eyeliner look for the next 365 days. Oh, my God. Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually? You can keep up with me at Quimpy Murphy on Instagram and TikTok. And then you can find me at Quimpy Murphy underscore on Twitter. And you can find me searching for various garments that Julia Fox has worn um, on the internet and looking at them because it's not quite in my budget to buy. But if I could, I may, you know, erect a museum to them. Wow, how beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But Becca, where can people keep up with the show? They can follow Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram and mm-hmm. TikTok mm-hmm. and yeah. YouTube. They can subscribe, hit that bell for your notifications, thumbs up, and comment on every video, guys. Literally, because we yeah. do post the podcast there where you can watch and also watch exclusive content that doesn't make it into every episode. Yeah. So that's super special and fun. Mm-hmm. And then please, please, please email into manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com to be featured on a comment corner in one of our regular episodes, not mm-hmm. our deep dives. 
Um, unless well, you want to foresee which topic we're doing, then yeah. feel free to send an opinion in. If you want to open your third eye and into it. Yeah. Or if you do have something you really want to add into like mm-hmm. the standless discourse, um, we could also place those here or in the regular episodes. So if you're sitting at home and you're like, well, Julia Fox did this thing and I want to talk about it. We would yeah. love to, we could use that for either of the episodes. So, you know, mm-hmm. whatever guys. Yeah, guys. But, and, if, and if you know, it's going to be a long time until we get to like swimming in the ocean, but you want to tell us a traumatic or a lovely story about when you swam in the ocean. Yeah. We're open to that as well. Yeah, we will star that. Save that for later. Literally. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Becca and I are nothing if not patient. Mm-hmm. Ugh, literally. <laughs> well, yeah. we're, we're Quinn. Quinn. And we're, we're Becca. Becca. And, and thank, thank you, you for listening. listening. Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. Yeah, so it started as my memoir and now it's just like my first book. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.